Welcome to the podcast where we answer the question, that's healthy? This is your host, Hope Brandt. Social media has really done a doozy on our perception of health and wellness, and I want to help set the record straight. Quick fixes and fad diets? Unachievable beauty standards? Extreme fitness challenges that leave you more broken than when you started? I'll pass. Taking ownership of your choices, treating your body and mind with respect, filling your life with things and people that lift you up instead of tear you down. Yeah, that's healthy. And that's exactly what you'll find here. Let's start the show. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are going to cover the subject matter. We're talking about quality versus quantity. So it's kind of the classic question of is what I'm eating more important or is how much I'm eating the most important? Spoiler, (laughs) they're both really important. When we look at the overall picture of your nutrition and your dietary habits. So I'm definitely not going to say quality is more important versus quantity. I mean, or vice versa, right? We know that SECO, calories in versus calories out, is not the end-all, be-all when it comes to seeing results from your nutrition and when it comes to creating an overall healthy dietary pattern. Again, both are important, but we are going to talk about both the quality of food that you're eating versus the quantity of food that you're eating and what can influence those things. And firstly, I think just kind of diving right in, being very upfront about your personal goals is going to be the most important thing when you're looking at where you want to place your highest priority. Something being your highest priority means that that's the thing that's going to trump everything else. If you can put effort into one single thing, you'll put it into this top priority. It doesn't mean that other things are not important, but different goals require different top priorities. And this is kind of where looking at quality and quantity, there's going to be different times when quality is going to be the most important top tier priority. And then there's going to be times when quantity is going to be the top tier priority. So first of all, I think kind of looking at improving health markers versus a weight loss or a fat loss goal. Those things very much work hand in hand. Lots of priorities that are important for improving your health can help in creating Um, a more healthful body composition that may create weight loss or that may just create fat loss and muscle maintenance or aka body recomposition. And there's lots of things that we can implement for fat loss that will improve your health markers as well. But I think the most important thing to look at when you're deciding what your top tier priority is, is just being very upfront about your personal goal. So I will say if fat loss or weight loss is your top tier number one priority, then quantity is going to be the top tier (laughs) priority for that goal. That is because any type of fat loss or weight loss is 
driven by the calories in versus calories out equation. You must be in a caloric deficit to see results toward that goal. Now, if creating a specific fat loss result is not your number one goal, if, say, improving your blood sugar regulation or improving your cholesterol or just creating an overall more healthful dietary pattern by increasing your fiber or increasing your protein intake relative to the rest of your macronutrients, then looking at quality is going to be more important. And that's going to be your top tier priority. So looking at increasing the amount of your diet that's coming from whole foods sources and reducing the amount of highly processed foods, reducing the amount of added sugar, reducing the amount of alcohol, um, reducing the amount of saturated fat in your diet, all of those things are going to be a quality foods issue. That's going to be top to your priority when you're looking at improving certain health markers. And then, you know, you can get even more specific with your goal, you know, your specific goal of improving health markers with what that top tier priority needs to be. So if it's, you know, balancing your blood sugars, then maybe top tier priority for that specific goal in as far as um, improving that health marker is looking at making sure that carbohydrates are eaten in an appropriate context and you're choosing mainly complex carbohydrates when you do eat carbohydrates. So the context of a PEC plate where you have protein, you have fat, you have fiber, all of those things help balance your blood sugar and that might be the number one priority that you're looking at, right? If we flip to the other side, where we're looking at fat loss as our primary goal, then quality foods are also super important. I did a whole episode about satiety in my last podcast episode. So go back and listen to that to see how different foods affect our brains and affect our hunger hormones and satiety signaling. Quality foods are very, very important for that. That can help you adhere to a nutrition plan that will produce fat loss. But the top tier priority is eating within a certain caloric distribution that is going to put you in a deficit that's going to create those results. I think it's very important to be honest with yourself. And if you're seeking any type of guidance or coaching, being very honest with what your primary goal, um, what your primary target is through your nutrition, which again, both of these things can work hand in hand. Many times the best strategy for producing fat loss is to increase your intake of quality foods. So you're focusing on quality and also quantity. But again, in one circumstance, say improving some certain health marker is your primary goal. And, uh, you know, most of the time that does not require counting calories, tracking macros. That can be done just solely focusing on improving the quality of your diet. So in that case, you know, if we happened to be tracking calories for two different people, one person their primary goal is improving some certain health marker. Another person, their primary goal is fat loss. Say they both reached their calorie target for that day, but the person who was looking at improving their health markers as their primary goal did not reach their protein or their fiber target that day. For that person, I think that would be more important 
than staying within a certain calorie range. Getting your fiber and getting your protein in is going to be more important for improving basically almost every health marker across the board, right? So for that person, I would recommend, hey, go ahead and eat, you know, an additional meal or additional snack that will help you get more fiber and more protein that day. For the person whose primary goal is fat loss and they've already reached their calorie threshold for that day, I would say, well, the most important thing, the number one driver of the result you want to see is staying within a specific calorie range to create a deficit. Therefore, just cap it out today. Maybe you didn't hit your fiber and your protein targets, but the most, the number one most important thing is that you're eating within a caloric range that will produce the result you're looking for. So let's just call it a day and start again tomorrow with more emphasis on trying to hit those protein and fiber targets within the caloric range that we're looking for, right? Do you see the difference here where both things are important for both (laughs) goals, but there is a clear hierarchy of focus for each of those separate goals. So when you are looking at you know, determining what your goal is and then creating a plan that actually helps you reach that goal. I feel like a broken record. I've said this multiple times throughout this episode already, but being brutally honest with yourself and with any type of help that you are asking for or paying for, like a coach, letting your priorities be known is going to be the most important thing for taking action that will drive you closer to your personal results. I am a firm believer of this saying that you can have it all, but you might not be able to have it all all at once. (laughs) So that just means some things take priority at different times. And you can get to a point where, hey, maybe if you do reach your fat loss goal and then you're more of a maintenance at more of a maintenance time period, then what is more important is making sure your dietary pattern overall is healthful, right? To help you maintain your results and to feel good. And, you know, I'll argue that that should be a primary goal within (laughs) basically any goal that you have with your nutrition, right? We'd never want to do anything at the expense of your long-term health. But If you do approach a caloric deficit and fat loss in a way that does account for taking your long-term health into consideration, then you can still take action on a daily basis that prioritizes that goal, but that still supports that underlying baseline goal of creating a healthy dietary pattern. Okay, so let's kind of chat about why it feels like these two considerations, quality and quantity, are kind of like in opposing camps. Um, You have one side of (laughs) the spectrum, one side of the internet that will tell you a calorie is not a calorie. A calorie is different depending on what food it comes from. Quality is the only thing that matters insofar as creating a healthful dietary pattern. That misses the mark on a lot of levels and just creates a lot of misunderstanding around 
food and nutrition in general. But then you have the other side, the other end of the spectrum that is very much, you know, hyper-focused on calorie counting and doesn't consider quality at all. So, you know, it's probably looking very deficient in micronutrients, vitamins, minerals, and only focusing on SECO, calories in versus calories out. And while that is, again, the driving force behind fat loss, both quality and quantity matter. And quantity matters insofar as creating a healthy dietary pattern as well. Eating within an appropriate calorie range for your body um, and to be able to either maintain your current body mass or to possibly spontaneously lose weight based on improving your quality of food can lead to improved health markers as well. Weight loss is not something that has to be included to improve health markers. Improving the quality of your diet can improve health markers independent of any type of weight loss. So when you're looking at increasing your health markers or getting maybe certain labs in range, know that that can be done without um, specifically pursuing weight loss. If you improve your dietary patterns and you work on, most of the time it's going to be adding nutrition through increased fiber intake, increased fruits and vegetable intake, then that can help create an overall healthy dietary pattern and improve your health markers with no weight loss taking place. However, most of the time when we do make those changes to our diet, our caloric intake decreases because our quality of food increases, right? So that's going to be mainly things like lean protein, fruits and vegetables, which are very nutrient dense, but not calorically dense. So when you increase the proportion of those foods that make up your diet, when you move from a very highly processed diet to a more high quality diet of fresh foods, um, or just including more lean protein and produce, a lot of times that ends up just resulting in weight loss because you've lowered your caloric intake without even quote unquote trying to, right? You were focused on the behavior of improving the quality of your diet. And that led to the spontaneous creation of a caloric deficit, which led to weight loss. So this is why a lot of people have a misconception over the driving force behind weight loss. Because if you're just focusing on improving the quality of your diet, and that creates a caloric deficit that makes you lose weight, but you don't know that, then you just think it's the quality of foods that then have changed your body composition or have led to weight loss. When in reality, any type of weight loss that ever occurs is through a caloric deficit. That is just how it works. That is the science behind weight loss. There is no other way to lose weight except being in a caloric deficit. If you've heard people say, well, I was in a calorie deficit and I didn't lose weight, that is false. They were not actually in a deficit. Even if they were eating in the range that a calorie estimate told them or a BMR or total daily energy expenditure estimate gave them, those estimates are estimates. That's that formula's best guess on what your total daily energy expenditure would be in just a normal run-of-the-mill scenario. This does not take into account 
if you have previously experienced weight loss. In one of my previous podcast episodes, I cite a study that talks about where two people who are the same weight, one of them has just, this is their normal weight. They've been that weight since they went through puberty. One person lost 50 pounds to get to that weight. These people are the same weight. The person who had to lose the weight to get there has a lower basal metabolic rate than the person who is just naturally that weight. So if that has occurred, your total daily energy expenditure might be overestimating what your actual energy expenditure is. Your thyroid might be lower functioning than the calculator takes into account, right? Because it doesn't know your health history. (laughs) It doesn't know your circumstances. It doesn't know your health status. So it could, again, be overestimating the amount of energy that you're burning. And even if you're aiming for that certain target, say it tells you your total daily energy expenditure is 2,200 calories. So then even if you're eating 2,000 calories, and that should put you in a 200 calorie per day deficit, right? Well, that 2,000 mark might be your actual total daily energy expenditure. And so you're just eating at maintenance point and you haven't lost weight. This is where things get really hazy because these concepts, there are no exceptions to the calories in versus calories out concept of weight loss. There are no exceptions. None. Even if it gets to the point where your metabolism is so downregulated that you're barely burning any calories, if you still ate under that, you would lose weight. This is why when starvation occurs, people who go through that and are in these circumstances, there is no starvation mode that reserves your body fat or that does not allow you to lose weight. It doesn't exist. Your metabolism will downregulate, but if you're eating in a caloric deficit, you will continue to lose weight. So if you have seen or heard anyone say, I was eating in a caloric deficit, but I was not losing weight, that's not the case. You were not actually eating in a caloric deficit or you would experience weight loss. Again, if someone was only focusing on the quality of their diet, which created a a spontaneous caloric deficit, right? Because you weren't actually trying to create a deficit. You were just trying to improve the quality of your diet. Then that could lead to confusion around what actually led to the weight loss. It was the fact that the caloric content of their food changed, which created a caloric deficit. So Eating more quality foods was the start of that, but both concepts came into play there, right? You see what I'm saying? Quality is important because it can help improve your dietary pattern, but quantity is also important (laughs) because that's going to be a driver of any type of fat loss or weight loss goal that you have. So the way that I look at it, Both of them are crucial to be able to see success in any regard. And when you improve the quality of your diet, it's pretty much a safeguard to be eating in an appropriate caloric range to maintain whatever your current body mass is, or even again, create 
a caloric deficit based on increasing the ratio of your diet that is coming from nutrient-dense foods versus calorically-dense foods. So quality versus quantity, I don't think they need to be pitted against each other. We should absolutely be able to focus on quality foods that can aid in helping us reach our fat loss goals because those foods have more volume, more nutrients, help us feel more satiated, and will lead to producing better adherence over time, which allows us to be more consistent, which allows us to see the results that we want to see. And on the flip side, only focusing on improving the quality of your diet will inherently result in changing your caloric intake. If you are displacing more calorically dense or highly processed foods with more nutrient dense, lower calorie foods. So they both work hand in hand. However, again, when you're choosing what is going to be your absolute top tier priority, being very clear with what your goal is, and then ranking them in that hierarchy, I think is the best way to go about it and how I coach clients. And I think it's Again, being very, very clear with your current goal and being able to take action based on that can prevent so much headache. Personal story. There was a point I was in my dietetic internship. So it was a few years ago and I wanted to improve my body composition, but I was coming from a place of a very slanted view where I was only willing to admit that quality mattered. I didn't want to look at the quantity. But when I was able to be very honest with myself and say, you know what? My goal right now is to improve my body composition. What action do I need to take to actually see results in that area? I know that I can eat, quote unquote, healthy. I know that There's a good proportion of my diet that is made up of whole foods-based sources. I'm eating plenty of produce. I'm eating plenty of fiber. I'm eating a good distribution of macronutrients. So what is the thing that needs to be adjusted to actually see progress in the area that I am wanting to see progress in? Because if you're not taking action that is directly related to your goal, then it's just going to be frustrating. So being able to be honest with yourself and, okay, sometimes it's hard to admit what you actually want, but being very clear with what you want. For me, it was, I want to improve my body composition. I want to be leaner. Okay. What can I do that will get me closer to that goal? So I knew my quality was great. I had already gotten that down pat. I was focused on the right things in that sense. But my quantity was off. It needed improvement. And I needed to improve my protein ratio to my caloric intake. So when I adjusted those two things, I started tracking macros. I was aiming for a calorie target that put me in a mild caloric deficit. And I increased my protein intake and my protein ratio. So beforehand, about 10% of my diet was protein. After I made this adjustment, about 30% of my diet was protein. Those two adjustments, increasing my protein ratio and 
eating in a caloric deficit, a mild sustainable caloric deficit, produced the results that I was looking for. And all of a sudden, my nutrition didn't feel frustrating anymore because I knew I was doing the right things to produce the results that I wanted to see. So that's just my little personal anecdote of my own kind of internal struggle with quality versus quantity. But it doesn't have to be a struggle because they're not opposing sides. They work hand in hand and they go together and they're both important. Okay, that is just kind of what I wanted to talk about in this topic, quality versus quantity, when either one is more important. But even if one takes top tier priority over the other, the other one is just right there, (laughs) right under it, or just inherently comes with it. Like we were talking about with improving the quality of your diet, the quantity is going to change based on adjusting the quality, right? So I think looking at your quantity, you have to make more of a concerted effort to also then very much prioritize your quality. And I think that might be the biggest difference between the two. Um, Because again, if you're improving the quality of your diet, then almost inherently you are going to be adjusting the quantity that you're eating and probably lowering the amount of calories that you're eating. Versus if you're only looking at quantity, then, you know, you could just be eating Twinkies all day. And if you're in a caloric deficit, you would see fat loss. But that is not going to to support your long-term health or support that goal in a sustainable way. Because as we know, Twinkies are not super satiating. They're not nutrient dense. So I think that would be the biggest disparity between quality and quantity is that when quantity is your number one top tier priority, you do have to make a concerted effort to still prioritize quality within that range. Okay, if you have any questions about this or you have any interest in nutrition coaching where I can help you create goals and we can take daily action that will move you closer to what the results you actually want to see. My website and everything is linked in the show notes. You can reach out to me via Instagram um, or go to the link in my bio there and schedule a free one-on-one nutrition consultation call. So thanks for chatting with me today and I'll be back in a couple weeks with the next episode. But wait, (laughs) before you go, I'd love it if you'd share this episode with a friend who needs it. And to make sure we stay connected, find me on social media at hopewell underscore health. Or for more information about my nutrition coaching services, check out my website, hopewellhealth.online. And always remember, you are smart, capable, and talented. You have what it takes. I'm just here to educate and encourage you along the way. Catch you next time.